In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a Shut journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the children of the night, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles on TojiNet. I am Ron Kolick, the fairy man, that didn't sound right, the <laughs> gatekeeper of the night, the realms of the dead, your soul man, and with me, my very special co-host, the queen of scream, Stacy. <laughs> The queen of scream, that's the best you could do? I liked it. I, I like it, but I don't, I don't scream, though, so I don't know where you got that from. But anyway, good so, evening, everyone. It's so good to be here. And for those who do not know Stacy, she is the case manager for the New England Ghost Project. And what, what else? Um, Introduce yourself. Well, okay, what can I say? Hmm. Well, I have been happily working with you for how many years now? Maybe two? Uh, two, I many. Been the ghost <laughs> two, too many. Um, yeah, so about two years. Have a great time doing it. Love meeting people on um, all the remotes that we do and the investigations. It's great. Right. Um, now, what is your background? I mean, why are you here? Why am I? Oh, you're going to get philosophical on me? Yeah. Well, you mean how we met or how I, how I got into the Ghost Project, how I bullied my way into the organization? Whatever. <laughs> well, I used to go to a lot of um, investigations or when you guys used to do stuff at the Circles of Wisdom. And still I, do. Yeah, still do. And I loved the way you presented it. I loved how you introduced people to the art of ghost hunting. It's something that I'd always been fascinated by. And... I just got so into it, and I think I probably begged you <laughs> if that I, you know, to be in the group, and finally you gave in reluctantly. So here I am, the case manager. <laughs> really? So but it's like, a lot of fun. We have, we have a real good time. So you're like, what, put a spell on me or something? Uh, no, I, I could, but I just think that would be mean because it would be too easy. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background because... Uh, you do have a spiritual background. You're not just another pretty face. Oh, you're, you flatter me so. Well, spiritual background, I'd say that I've had um, many psychic experiences since I was a child. I've had experiences with this world and with the other world. So, but I feel I have, it's funny that I got involved with you because I feel like I have more of a connection to the living. But since 
becoming a part, you know, of the group, I've found that I've had a, a vast amount of experiences since, uh, you know, especially on a lot of the investigations we've done recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I'm also a yoga teacher. I just completed my uh, 200-hour teacher training, and that's fantastic. I'm going to get you to do yoga, Ron. I think we should do a show on yoga. I think that would be great. Well, you know, what the hell is yoga? Yoga. Oh. Yoga. I thought that was that little green guy in Star Wars. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yoga has been around for thousands of years. It's, just, it's a series of poses. Um, the word yoga itself means union, and it's a union of the mind, the body, and the spirit. But the different poses allow you to become more flexible. They open you up spiritually. They open your mind. And they make you feel great. The best night's sleep I ever get is after I, you know, teach a class or after I take a class. Strike the pose. Strike, Strike the pose. The pose. <laughs> but actually, you know what? The best, best relaxing sleep I ever get is when I play hockey, when I go out and hit somebody. It, right. Well, it's... You know, much every, better. I bet you do. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, the, what, what helps them. If that's good for you, you should continue to do it. Anything no. that makes you feel good... That's healthy. You should continue to do what, it. What does, now, I mean, yoga, yoga, what? It calms your body, makes yeah. you restful. Well, you know what? That's what hockey does. Yes. You, you know that? And you know it's that how? Works, it, I don't know that, but whatever, if it works for you. What do you mean say yes? You say, say how so? How so, Ron? There you go. Tell. Okay, because when you play hockey, first of all, uh, you have to concentrate on what you're doing, not only uh, playing in the game and skating and, and all the strategy and team stuff involved. So your mind is totally wrapped up into the game. And number two is it exerts a lot of modern energy. In fact, uh, it's probably the best, uh, not the best, but the hottest cardiac uh, workout for the hot because you're on the ice, you go in 125%, and then you're sitting down on the bench and your heart rate goes down again, and then you jump on the ice and push it up again and, and down again. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's very, but anyways, the, the point of it is that once you play the game, if you played it properly, uh, you actually exerted yourself uh, by maybe even back checking, uh, you <laughs> become you become so exhausted and tired that your body is totally relaxed. That's good. And so that's how it is, kind of with that's the uh, great, yoga. It's that's, like, it is. Yeah. That's the great thing about exercise, though. Exercise in any form. I don't think people do it enough in this country. I mean, not to get on a whole tangent that's completely non-related to the ghost project, but um, there's so much stress in this country today, and people don't exercise, and if they just did a little bit, you'd release, you know, that the stress needs a place to go. Everyone has busy lives, and um, yoga has helped me with that. That's one of the reasons why I got into it and why how it changed my life. See, I don't think I could ever do that. I absolutely think you could. I, I couldn't sit still for five minutes. Listen. Have you spent five minutes with me? And I would have fall, <laughs> probably fallen asleep by then. <laughs> you, but that's what happens a lot of... That used to happen to me, too, because your body's not... You, it, it, it takes time to do the meditation. The, the meditation is at the end. It's called Shavasana. And that's usually only like the last 10 or 15 minutes of a class. But it, it takes time to actually calm your body down. It, it can take years. Some people never learn to do it. But once you get past that... They call it cheetah, the chatter of the mind. Cheetah. You, the cheetah. Cheetah. Is supposed that to be from like a Tarzan? little monkey. What? Is that from Tarzan? Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say yes to everything, too. But yoga, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's, it's very good for you. And I think, I think you really should try it. You can be one of my victims. How's that? Yeah, I don't think you could teach me. <laughs> 
Who is the bigger fool, the fool or the fool who follows the fool? I don't know how to answer that. But That's I... what I figured. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. I join us live in the TogiNet chat room. Woohoo! And, hey, there's a good witch in here. Is that good or bad? Oh, good witch. We like, hey, good witch. <laughs> I know. Hi, everyone. I'm trying to say hi. It's hard to concentrate. What, what is, I mean, uh, what's the difference between a good witch and a bad witch? I mean, it's what, uh, what, one wears white, one wears black? <laughs> I think that's a complicated question. I don't think there are any bad witches. Really? Yes. Huh. There might be. I think it's not that, it's, you know, being a witch is bad. It's the, it's the, you know, it's the type of magic people practice. As you know, right. I'm well-versed on that. But why stress the point that you're a good witch? If you stress the point you're a good witch, that means there must be bad witches. It's just a sign-in name for the chat room, Ron. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this good witch who's in the chat room. I mean, if she wants to explain herself, call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, and let me know what the hell the difference between a good witch and a bad witch is, because I haven't a clue. Good witch, I mean, maybe I, you can explain it to him. I, I'm having a hard you know, time. You know, I know lots of witches. And uh, I don't know how you would define them as good or bad. I mean, I just don't understand that. Hmm. But all I, all I do know is that every witch, that whenever they pick on uh, photographs, if you ever go to MySpace, I mean, they always take the sexiest photographs they ever can, and they put them up on their website. Do they really? Yeah. You never know, oh. on MySpace? I mean, it's like... I have, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think... I, I mean, I, I think I've seen some of them, but... Oh, oh, I think I know. I think they I know. Do. They take all these characters, you know, they all got the, you know, the garter belts on and the black stockings and a little bit of cleavage here and a little bit of legs there and a little bit about that. And so, I mean, you know, I, yeah, we had talked, in fact, I think I talked to, I forget, I talked to some witch about this before. I know we did. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they're overcompensating because of, uh, um, you know, the, the uh, what's, what am I looking for? The... I think stereotype, the stereotype of the, the hag wheel witch, you know, I think. So they kind of say, like, well, you know, we're good, we're sexy, we're whatever. Really? I know. Hmm. But anyways, it's, it's interesting. I, I found that that was the first thing when I joined MySpace that I found out that all the witches do. And, well, not all the witches. I take that back. Uh, Christian Day doesn't do that. Christian <laughs> does certainly not do that. <laughs> so anyways, um, if for those who did miss it, we had... A uh, very interesting talk on Ghost Chronicles International uh, yesterday. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ghost Chronicles International plays every Tuesday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And actually, um, we had on Matt Smith, who was the original parapsychologist from uh, Most Haunted. And, of course, my co-host is Richard Felix, who is the a paranormal historian for most haunted. So, anyways, I had brought up the Michael Jackson footage of Michael Jackson's ghost. Have hmm. you seen that? I did see it, yes. I mean, to me, it obviously looks like a cruise shadow. I mean, someone was in the background and there were so many lights in there. Obviously. And, Obviously. and you know that how? I don't. I have no information to back this up, but that is my observation. Right. <laughs> And what is your observation, sir? Why don't you tell me all about okay. it? Okay. So anyways, 
I think I actually got the video piece from this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play this over the ear, see if I can do this. No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, oh, here's the video. Factors that could have caused that shadow, but you know, 
Maybe it could be. I don't know. But to me, it definitely looked like it was a shadow cast, you know, in front of a light that way, someone walking past. It. Right. I mean, we're not, we, 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 we talked about it extensively on, on the show on Tuesday. In fact, if you go onto our website and, and click on the player for uh, Ghost Chronicles of the Nash, you can, if you want to, you're interested in it, you can uh, hear how we really went into it. But anyways, basically, uh, what I would like to uh, say about it is, first of all, that that wasn't a paranormal group or anything else. They were just you know, shooting a piece, and it was picked up accidentally. Okay, so that's, you know, that's number one. So mm-hmm. there's not like anything was faked or anything else mm-hmm. in this Larry King show, blah, blah, blah. And they've gone out of their way to dismiss it. But if you listen to their explanation, they were saying, well, we think it was either uh, one of our crew that was in the house or this other camera crew that was filming in the house. or You know, they did not say, yeah, it was Bob from our camera crew who walked across the thing. In other words, they don't know for sure either. They're just giving a plausible guess for it. Hmm. All right. I guess you'd have, to, you'd have to see, like, you know, oh, was anybody in that room? Right, I mean, but once again, to... they weren't scientific. I mean, they weren't a, a paranormal group, so they really didn't. You know, where was all our team members at, at that point? So uh, they didn't really go into it. But it's, it's cool. And, of course, uh, for those who want to believe, it's just awesome. Yeah. Crazy. So. The, the good thing about it, the, the good point that you make is that they aren't a paranormal group. So they weren't trying to look for anything like that. And the fact that it did show up on camera is kind of a fluke, you know? Right. You could look at it. I mean, again, I, I didn't listen to that. I'm sorry, I didn't listen to the show, but I'm sure you did talk extensively about it. But from right. that point of view, sure, yeah. So, anyways, that, I mean, that's kind of a, one of the most controversial things that going on right now with Michael Jackson's death and everything else. So, interesting. Very interesting. But uh, you know, a lot of people try to reproduce it. I mean, I was just watching, in fact, uh, uh, Goose Chronicles International, I believe it was on the air. And they go out of the way to debunk things, pretty much the kind of what uh, these guys just did uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. So they say, uh, you know, I reproduced it, and therefore it couldn't be real. Mm. So, but you really don't know, unless you're there at the time and what's going on. So Right. There's too many things that are, you know, could influence it. You're right. Right. So I, I found it very interesting. And once I said we had a, a, a whole show on the thing, as it turned out, it didn't start out that way. I just happened to mention the, the two guys from the U.K. did not know anything about it. And we actually pulled it up on the Internet while we were going, and they went over it. And my uh, uh, guest, who is Matt Smith, is a parapsychologist. Uh, in fact, he was uh, on there before Kerry uh, – I can't remember their good name. Carrie and, uh, Karen. Know. Yeah, Karen, Karen O'Keefe. Yeah, Karen thanks. O'Keefe. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he has a doctorate, so it's not like he is uh, some Joe Schmo. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, okay, and that's that's kind of what they do. But, anyways, it was interesting, and uh, I'm not going to talk. If anybody has their own opinion of it, they're welcome to call in or join us in the, the Tojanet chat room or call in at 877 And that is that. But, anyways, so that that was kind of interesting, and uh, there was one other thing I was talking about. Oh, yeah, another thing uh, uh, that I happened to find out, too, is, is you know how the people like to reproduce things? Yes. Right, and, and you remember Harry Houdini, right? I do. Right, he was a great magician. Yeah, an illusionist as well, right? Right. Well, there was this other guy that actually tried to re- reproduce his uh, clear glass coffin 
uh, act. Oh, is it David Blaine? No. Okay. And he he, <laughs> no. Uh, he got he got buried in a uh, plastic coffin, and they they buried him with uh, under the ground, and they poured uh, uh, I forget how much cement on it, right? And but unfortunately, he didn't do his homework, and the weight of the cement actually crushed the coffin, and he was killed. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that story. That's terrible. You haven't. No, I don't think I have. And it was actually on uh, Harry Houdini's, uh, the anniversary of his thing. It was uh, October 31st, I believe. I forget the year offhand. It, but, was an, it was a big anniversary, though, I think, recently, wasn't it? Like, how, how many years he's been dead? I think it was. It was like a... I just remember seeing something about that in the paper. Yeah, I mean, I find that also interesting, too. Now, Harry Houdini was a great illusionist and a great escape artist and... Uh, you know, he said, if anybody can go back, I can. You know, I can escape from anything. Mm -hmm. We can escape from, like, afterlife. And they've been doing holding seances on Halloween, and they have this secret uh, sign that from his wife and all this stuff, and he never appeared. So yeah, maybe we don't there. have the free will to come back when we want to. Maybe not. I guess we won't know until that day, right? <laughs> That's morbid, isn't it? <laughs> I, I didn't mean to bring it there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that movie, by the way, Ron, The Illusionist? No, no, I don't. I actually don't have time to go to movies or watch TV. I didn't. I don't either. It was actually a DVD I rented in the privacy of my own home. The privacy? <laughs> the privacy, yes. The privacy of my own home. It was a wonderful show. I loved it. Oh, good. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great movie. Speaking of, you know, like, Illusionist, it was just such a cool premise. You should You should watch it. It was really great. Well, you know, it's it, that's it's really cool because um, I find that a lot of illusionists don't believe in the paranormal. Hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, Roy Raven, we, I had him at one of the Dining with the Deads, and he was awesome. Uh, he did some great tricks, and uh, but he totally did not believe in the the paranormal. Thought it. Oh yeah, I remember. He is he the gentleman that did uh, the you know he uh, did the stuff with the sign. Where yeah, he, he was like, yeah, a, it was, was a stall out house. I think it was like 40 people there or whatever. Yeah, that was a big one we yeah. had that night. Yeah, and uh, yeah, in fact, we had to eat in the other room. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, I know. remember that? <laughs> but anyways, uh, so it's, it's interesting that people who are mentalists, who are illusionists, don't necessarily believe in the paranormal, or, or if anything, uh, I would say a greater percentage don't. Mm, it, well, it's probably because they believe that it's all a controlled act, that it's something that you create but you're, you're fooling people. Right. Well, I mean, that goes to, like, uh, matrixing when you see faces. Right, right. I can understand it's probably a scientific process for them, the way that they can, that the human mind is easily fooled by, you know, sleight of hand. That's what an illusion is, right, sleight of hand? Right. <laughs> you follow me? Absolutely. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so, so that was uh, kind of cool. So I want to talk to you a little bit. I mean, you uh, attended some of our events. and Many. Yeah. What got you into, you know, ghost hunting? Uh, you know, why did you go to those? And, and then more importantly, why would you even want to hang around with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're wonderful despite um, the persona that you want people to have of you. You're a wonderful person. Yeah, whatever. Very warm. And sweet. Whatever. So, get, get back to the real story. Anyway, okay. So 
I've always been just fascinated with the afterlife, just thinking, like, what is out there? Is it, you know, is it true that there's, you know, a plane or an existence after we pass out of our physical body? What is that? And I had had, you know, experiences as a kid and just too many things, a combination of, you know, self-study and, and experiences that I had that I just, I wanted to find out more. It just, it, it intrigued me so much. The fact that, you know, where do you go? What happens? Can you think? Uh, you know, are you, can you contact other people? Do you have a job? Like, there's just so many things that fascinated me about it. And I also felt badly for, you know, people, you know, spirits that are, are haunting places. Why do they haunt a particular place? What draws them there? What keeps them there? Is, you know, are there other things involved? Are there, you know, are there good spirits? Are there evil spirits? I mean, I, I know there's evil in the world. I've witnessed it. But it's mostly been done by humans. But I've also witnessed, you know, a lot through the Ghost Project as well. So it's just, I was always fascinated by it, especially as a kid. I had had a lot of experiences as a child uh, that I thought everybody had. I thought that everybody heard things. I thought that everybody could, you know, read people's minds. I would have those experiences as a kid. I would know what people were thinking. And I remember distinctly my mother correcting me and saying, don't do that. <laughs> and I just thought everybody could do that. I figured you could, you know, you'd talk to people or you'd just know or you'd guess what people were thinking. And it was like a game to me. But I specifically remember my mother saying to me as a kid, I think I was probably about nine years old, and she said, honey, you can't do that. <laughs> and then we just never talked about it. So. But as I got older, I realized there was, you know, certain um, abilities that I had, and uh, I try to use them to help people if they have questions for me. But, again, more recently, my, my involvement with the Ghost Project, I think, has expanded that onto the afterlife. Um, like I said, with all the, I've had so much fun on the investigations. A couple of them have been pretty scary, though, too, Ron, I have to admit. <laughs> but fun, a huge learning experience. Really? Yes. Scary ones? Um, well, that one up in, in, in Nashua was, I was, I was scared on that one. No, no, which one are we talking about? When I get stopped by the cops who are going through the, the stop sign? <laughs> I didn't bring that up. You did. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought that was pretty scary. That was, that was actually funny because you were going, were you going down a one way? I forget. Who the heck knows where I go? <laughs> that was funny though. <laughs> All of a sudden, I see the blue lights. I'm like, oh, my God, you're getting pulled over. I haven't been pulled over since I was 17. Yeah, and you were in a car with me alone, so that I even was. made it more interesting. Lucky you. <laughs> but, yeah, remember that that, that night was, it was pretty weird. I mean, the, the, the two entities that were in the upstairs were, were lovely. The two women, it was a mother and daughter, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was the first night that I actually had physical sensation. I was, that was the night I was touched, remember? I didn't do it. I <laughs> by by something from the other world, but uh-huh. also the thing that it, I don't want to say it frightened me, but I wasn't expecting it is when we were doing the uh, the glass the glass swirling. Right. Yeah, the glass swirling. The energy that I felt in that room was was palpable. I felt it go through me. I felt when we were asking questions. I heard answers come into my head, and I and I felt them as well. And I had never had that happen to me before. So it was it was cool. I I would like to develop that a little bit more, be able to do that a little bit more. But but I was really scared of the thing in the basement. I did not like that. It was just a very ominous feeling. Wow, 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 wow. 
But I have you to protect me, so I'm good. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I know we got a break coming up, so I, I actually want to talk about a couple more of the uh, more interesting experiences you've had. And I think uh, East Hartford might be up in that category. Mm, okay. All right, so okay. we're taking a break. You're listening to Ghost Cargoes Live on Tojanet. We'll be right back after the following messages. Get ready for Cowboys and Indians. I'm Eric Sullivan, sports anchor at CBS 19. I love the Dallas Cowboys. I wore Roger Starbucks jersey four consecutive pitcher days when I was in elementary school. Cowboys and Indians, 11 to noon Central, Tuesdays on Togian. I'm Eric Williams, third-generation NFL player, Super Bowl winner from the Washington Redskins. I've been in the trenches. I know what I'm talking about, especially when I'm going to get some spiked hair cowboy groupie. Cowboys and Indians, get the lowdown. Yeah, you want to be in the thick of it. I, you know, that's what you no, want. I know how hard it is. Like, okay, no, well, I don't got... give me this. What have you done lately? But, Every NFL team hasn't done anything okay, lately. but they have the most talented team in the NFL. Get the smackdown. You are absolutely nuts. Are you kidding me? You've been hitting the head too many times in those trenches, my friend. Cowboys and Indians. 11 to noon Central. Tuesdays on Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. Every day, 
and shut it off before I go to bed at night, it works fine. Dead. Hmm. So from then on, so I tried it one more time, and I thought, well, maybe that's just a coincidence. You know, in your head, you, you know, uh, try to apply logic to it and say, oh, that's, that's not what it is. You know, that didn't happen. And right. Nothing drained it. We, we all do that, I think. Your, your mind changes it to make it, have it make sense. So the next time I'd gone out, it was probably a couple months later, it was over the summertime, and I wore the hearing aid. Same thing happened. I forget the location, but it was, it was actually a lot of activity that night, the place that we went. And it was that night in the basement that, I don't know, that place where Maureen got attacked by yep. that one. Yep. And I just remember all of a sudden it just started to beep, and I thought, I can't wear this anymore when I go. So now, so now when we go on investigations, I'm pretty much dependent on lip reading. <laughs> So if it's dark, I'm screwed, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I just had a nuclear test. So there was no problem. Now I glow in the dark, so you won't have problems any with that anymore. Great. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we, I went on, on that same line of listening with the hearing aid and so forth. I always thought maybe that might be an advantage to you. But then uh, I noticed that uh, people are starting to use those... Uh, uh, they're not miracle ears, but they're, they're these new things that are supposed to you can hear people like cross the room and everything else. And really, yeah. What are they? Uh, pardon me. Is, is it not? It's not a hearing aid. Is it some type of a device? It, it's a, a sound amplifier, basically. I mean, oh. it's it's it lets you hear from distances, but it's actually uh, the more I thought about it, it's it's like when we first originally worked on the Ghost Project, I had a young lady. Uh, Corey, who used to use a big ear uh, in a recorder, and yeah, we used to hear voices, but then I'm thinking about, you know, you're increasing the range of that and the sensitivity, uh, the, the odds are you're picking up more of a um, natural voice than a paranormal voice. Mm. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't ever had any experience like that because I, I, I'd love it to be, because <laughs> the thing shuts off too much, so when I go into a place that's that's active. It just it shuts right down. So I'd I'd love to be able to try that. I wonder if I could buy like a super battery or something to see if it would work. But well, you could. I mean, well, you know, I mean, we certainly uh, protect our equipment when we remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, we 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 do that. We really it seems to be working. Uh, hmm. uh, we've always said that. But uh, ever since I started working on the Ghost Project, I know that uh, blessing uh, the equipment with holy water does work. So. That's a great idea. That works for me, and that's all that really matters. I'll have to try that. Remind me on our next investigation. I will. I will. So, now, did you accompany us down to East Hartford when we did the demonic case? No, but I was the one that got the case. I I remember doing the case and speaking with the person on the phone and the family. Okay. So, I I, I was wondering, because you picked uh, Nashua as probably the most scariest for you, but uh, I think... Well, that's because I didn't actually go, but I will tell you just very briefly, that when I spoke with this person on the phone, again, I, I feel like, and I don't know how you feel about this, Ron, but I notice more and more that because I'm the first contact with, with someone, basically, should I explain to people what I do for those that don't know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I'm basically the first contact. Someone will you know, either contact Ron about the fact that they have some type of activity in their home, things are going on, and what I do is get the information from them. Uh, I try to, first of all, what I try to do is make someone feel better, let them know you're not crazy, it's probably happening, we'll try to get to the bottom of it. 
Because it's difficult when you're going through something like that. I mean, we're used to it. We've dealt with paranormal activity, you know, for a long time. We're interested in it. It's something that we've studied. If this is happening in your home, it's upsetting. And a lot of the times it's not that nice, which Ron can attest to. So what I try to do is get information for people. I try to make them feel better. And I turn all that information over to Ron. And we, we start a case. And then we do the investigation. So when I call someone... A lot of the times what will happen is I will receive information over the phone before I even talk to someone. Um, I get a feeling that they don't want to have us come to the house. And it's just a feeling. I don't know if it's right, but I also can feel the activity on the phone. And that conversation with that woman, first of all, she was terrified because all that's the one that had all this stuff happen with her pets, correct? Correct. Okay. And that's dying. Yes, well being like yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So I felt there was a lot of static up. Now I have a landline. I I use a cell phone but very rarely, but I do all my casework on the landline from my house. I would say 9 out of 10 times when I try to when I call someone, the phone will get disconnected 5 minutes into the conversation when I start talking about things. It never fails. I don't know why that is. My phone works, I would say, all the time, perfectly well. My husband runs a business out of our house, and he uses that phone to, you know, uh, make business calls and talk pretty much all day, and it never has a problem. But the second I make calls having to do with the ghost project, the phone suddenly goes dead. So I remember particularly I had a hard time hearing this woman that day, and, and, you know, it, it took a lot to get through. The conversation, you know, I it, it, we we got disconnected a couple of times, and I had to keep. Finally, I called her back on my cell phone. I said, "We'll probably have to finish it like this." So, right. I don't know if that happens to you, but actually, a lot of that's one of the questions when I, whenever we do a uh, a press interview. That, that's probably one of the most popular questions: is well, how do you pick the cases? I mean, because it's, it's it's obvious that we get tons and tons of cases, and, and mm. we can't. Uh, we really do. We can't really, you know, do them all. And in fact, uh, we are so backlogged now; it's it's ridiculous. Um, but anyways, it, it's basically the feeling you get by talking to the person, right? You know, I mean, you could tell. I mean, I it, we don't take every case because it's scary or something. We we take certain cases just because of the particular feelings that we get when we interview a person or when we talk to a person. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that plays a, a key part of it, whether it's uh, a psychic ability or, or whatever. Um, it certainly uh, plays into part in how we select our cases. I would say too, like it, it, I know that you judge it too on how afraid the person is, and you know how how bad it is. If there's something really bad in the house, I know you try to have a priority, especially in, in maybe you know if there's kids involved too. Right. But well, usually, I like the, like usually I like the girls to have the send their naked pictures to me first, and then I that is uncalled for on this radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss that? I'm sorry. Oh, That's I'm a whole a... different show. But oh, anyway. different show. I forgot that one. Yeah. No, but seriously, uh, we we it, it's all done by uh, basically uh, psychic. Uh, I don't know if it's psychic, but but that feeling, that sixth sense, or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And yours is excellent. People don't know that about you either. Yeah, Van Helsing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Your, in- your instincts are great when it comes to that stuff. 
Are you bucking for a raise or something? Uh, oh, I get paid? I had no idea. Where's the check? <laughs> you got one once. <laughs> I, did. I did, yes. That was so nice. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that, that's actually, uh, you mentioned about uh, some of the investigations. I, I thought that uh, one of the most interesting ones, uh, talk about physical, uh, was down in Salem. In fact, I think Leslie was there, too. I don't know if she was in the room at the time. Oh, but... yes. Leslie was. I think she was there. I'm pretty sure. Leslie, were you there? Tell us in the chat room. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. That was at the, uh, the, the end of Washington Square when yes. we were doing glass rolling once again. Right. And we had made contact with a, uh, a female spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it, she actually was scared of another spirit in the house. Mm. Yeah, that was that was creepy. And well, we, I got worried. Right. It, it, this was a, this was one of the ghost hunter events. So we had, a, I think we had forty people there, and, and of course they, we had broken them up into the smaller groups. And mm-hmm. and this is the end of the night, and, and this uh, this is actually I think was my little glass glass rolling uh, experiment, and. We were, of course, running out of questions by then. <laughs> yeah. And so somebody in the crowd said, well, you know, uh, maybe they, the ghost has a question for us, uh, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, tomato, tomato. Uh, but anyways, and we went through all the names in the, in the crowd, and we kept getting no, 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 no. And then that, that was it. And I said, uh, no, that's it. And uh, someone spoke up. He says, what about you, Ron? So we asked. You have a question for Ron, and they said yes, and that's when they asked us to get rid of the uh, the bad uh, spirit that was uh, tormenting yes. this this woman's spirit. Yes, and then actually, actually, I think we had like a pri- we had a little private conversation just between the two of us right before that happened. Remember, I said we should really help her, and you said I know, and you know what you say, and then all of a sudden that. Go ahead, that, that thing that happened to you. Right. Basically, well, I want to know from, from your point of view what, what you felt, sir. Oh, well. So we, we, we're doing a glass whirling. We, we interviewed the woman spirit who was afraid of a, a darker spirit there uh, or a different spirit there. I don't know if you call it that. I would say darker, I, I think. I definitely would say darker. Um, uh, definitely a masculine spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked for our help. Right. And we wanted to give it, and I said to you, I said, we really should help her. And you said, well, that, that's going to involve a lot, and I don't know what we should do. It, minutes later, whatever the energy that was in that room, I think you specifically said, I think I said to you, what are you going to do, or what should we do? And you said, I don't know. And then this ball, all of a sudden, you flew backwards. You grabbed your chest, and I thought, oh, my God. I, got, I said, what the heck? So someone, you had to step back. Because you were obviously, something happened. There was actually another spirit that came, the, the dark spirit had actually come in the room. So that's when it really happened. There was another spirit that came in the room. And, and go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, you know, because I, I mean, it was, again, it was a little dark. So I, I just remember feeling so worried for you because you, you just, you know, can I say you just, you were in the hospital? Well, I just did. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried because of certain health issues, and I got really scared because you got the wind knocked out of you. And then, 
you didn't really say anything. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And you said, yes, I'm fine. I'm okay. Of course. Been healthy, of course, yeah. you did. You're Van Helsing. You're invincible. Right. So two days later, we were talking, and you said you had a giant black and blue right in your solar plexus, right? Right. That's exactly from that night. So that was From that pretty, night. So that was... Coincidence? I think I not. I think not. That was scary, though. Don't do that to me again. Yeah. Well, Thank I mean, you. that's... That's part of what we do. I mean, you, you run into different types of spirits. They're not all good spirits. And, mm-hmm. and people think that uh, spirits can't harm you, but uh, they can do their best to uh, make you discomfortable, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And they can try to scare the crap out of you as well. Right. That's like, I mean, for instance, when we talk about uh, we see 666 on the temperature sensor a lot. And, uh, is the devil there? You know, because that's the mark of the devil. Probably not. Uh, it's just an attempt to uh, intimidate you, basically. Hmm. I've read, though, you know, I've done a lot of research on that, Ron, because I've had, I've seen that number a lot lately, just as a, you know, we well, digress. But right, yeah. I mean, it, it basically means 6-6 six, six is, is like spiritual change. It has to do with, you know, spiritualism, the number 6. Um, I have to get the printout for you and send it to you because it's very... I, I actually have a printout with the, the different... Uh, Six 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 number on it. It depends. I mean, if you're looking at angel numbers or not, but it's still used in, in other contents. It depends on the contents it's used as. Right. So I mean, yeah, just because once again, uh, uh, six six might mean uh, an awakening of a spirit or, or light work. Uh, it not necessarily might be used in the context it was used in. For instance, if we're doing investigating an area where we there is a dark spirit with a lot of uh, nasty stuff going on, and we're seeing six six six. It's not like there's a spiritual awakening there going on. It's some something really, really, uh, uh, you know, bad going around. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's a, an attempt to t- intimidate. And and I uh, so, anyways, that that goes to show you that you can get different interpretations and different meanings from different signs. Yes. It depends particularly what they mean to you in the situation which which they evolve. Which I always I always mention the most. Probably the most uh, mundane, but the most important sign that uh, uh, somebody that I interviewed had was uh, Jeff Belanger, and uh, that's an uh, sign. If you go on iTunes, listen to the uh, podcast on signs. Uh, Jeff Belanger talks about his grandfather who had passed away, and his grandfather used to beat the horn at everything that, that went by. I mean, uh, <laughs> the chicken would walk across the road, or a squirrel, or whatever, uh, a piece of gum would fall on a thing. He'd beep his horn at everything, and right. uh, uh, after he got back from the funeral, he says, Grandpa, if you, you know, if you're still there, can you give me a sign? And as soon as he said that, a horn beeped. I mean, it's not like Ooh, you don't, I just got the chills. You don't awesome. hear horns beeping. Uh, this particular sign was a particular meaning to Jeff. And right. he will swear to the day that that was a sign from his grandfather. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, I'll have to go listen back to that one. I don't think I heard that one. Science is probably one of our most popular podcasts. It, it talks all all about... Uh, different signs from beyond and what they mean to you. In fact, uh, Marie and I were going to do a uh, sign class at the Circles of Wisdom, but uh, her schedule actually, uh, we had to cancel the class or postpone it, but we intend on doing it again. It's really a cool thing. And, uh, in fact, speaking about uh, signs, I I understand that you uh, had a sign for me just not too long ago. You want me to talk about that? Yeah, we can. It's not a problem. We're talking about signs right now. Okay. So, again, when you do this type of work, when you do, um, you know, yoga and meditation, it really, it, I feel that it opens you up tremendously spiritually 
and mentally. So just recently, I would say it was probably about was it a week or two ago? Yeah. No, not, had, not even that long. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was about a week ago. Um, so I had this dream with Ron in it. Everyone just calm down. <laughs> I had a dream that we were on um, an Does, investment. Doesn't everybody? I mean, I... I'm sure, obviously. I mean, it's apparent to everyone. So I had a dream that we were on an investigation. And the thing about the dream was it was very, like, I mean, everyone knows how dreams are. They're, they're weird. They're erratic. This dream, it was very lucid. Um, and I had had a number of dreams that week that were very lucid as well that ended up having meanings afterwards. So I dreamt that we were on an investigation, and I kept hearing the word. It just had the feeling that it was Rhode Island. I don't know why it was Rhode I, The word Rhode Island kept coming up in the dream. So we were in this lighthouse, and we were walking around, and all of a sudden I felt something very evil creep in. And no sooner did I get the words out of your mouth, like, Ron, look out, something's here, it attacked you. And you got very sick. And you were sick, and I remember I was, like, praying, and I don't pray. I was praying. I was, oh, worried. I was that, worried about that you. That explains a lot. <laughs> but I was worried about you. And I remember I was so upset. I woke up. And I was so upset that I, my husband woke up. He's like, are you all right? And I said, yeah, it's Ron. I, I said, hon, I just had a terrible dream about, about Ron. And he's like, Ron who? <laughs> what? I said, he knew who you were. I said, Ron from the Ghost Project. So I told him about it. He said, and he's very sympathetic because, you know, he's been with me for a long time and he understands that these things Knows happen. Knows how weird you are. Right. So I just, it, it bothered me the entire next day, Ron. I couldn't stop thinking about it at work. I was upset. I was bothered. And, I, and, and the thing was, I had the fuckiest day at work. I was so busy I couldn't talk to you. And I didn't have five minutes to call you. No sooner did I pull up to my house, it was quarter of eight, you were calling me on the phone. Hey, I was just calling to say hi. It was the weirdest thing. And then I told you, so... I, I don't know what that means. If we go on a lighthouse tour, I really want you to be very careful. I <laughs> uh, guess. Uh, speaking about lighthouse tours, actually this Sunday uh, we will be doing, well, I will be doing another lighthouse open house with Jeremy Dietchmont and the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse. Uh, this is kind of neat. We did it uh, last month. We are doing three of them totally, one each month. And they went pretty well. I, I felt bad for the people last month. Uh, it was raining, and there was an hour wait to get in. And, uh, you know, so I, I felt really bad. But uh, everybody had a good time. They came out, and they said it was worth it. So that's, oh. that's good. It, it's for the Friends of Portsmouth White House. It's like a $2 donation, so you can't beat that. You get to go up in the White House. You get to hear our, about our investigation there at the Portsmouth White House. And uh, so it, it's kind of a neat thing. Oh, that sounds great. Let's, I'll, I'll pray for good weather, because we deserve it, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, also the White House, this September, I believe it's September 19th, uh, uh, if you go uh, to the Friends of Portsmouth uh, Lighthouse uh, website, it'll be on my end uh, very shortly, uh, we are going to have a ghost hunt at the Portsmouth Lighthouse. Uh, and I don't know if you know it or not, but uh, the, the ghost hunters went there, uh, it was on one of their shows. In fact, Jeremy was on one of the shows. That, of course, that was uh, we were the first to investigate it, but uh, it has been investigated by the ghost hunters. It's on a Coast Guard base, so therefore it's not easy to get to. You have to get permission by the Coast Guard to do it. And so this is going to be for benefit of the uh, Portsmouth uh, Lighthouse, and uh, that will be in September. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Is that the one, Ron? Sorry to interrupt you. Is that the one? I think I remember. I, I'm not usually home to watch that, the, the Ghost Hunters, but I think, isn't that the one where they caught something on film that a chair moved or something like that? No, that was uh, Race, Race Rock uh, Lighthouse. Oh, okay. And that's another story. Uh, there's, there's actually a lot of speculation about that. But mm-hmm. anyways, no, this is, uh, they caught some EVPs at the fort because the, there is also a fort that's attached to the lighthouse, which makes it more interesting. Uh mm-hmm. So if you uh, won the four on Sunday, you, if you want to take a look at the place, you can go up there and uh, you get to go up in the lighthouse and everything else and hear, hear our stories. And in September, you can uh, uh, investigate with us uh, there. And also, uh, we are doing, uh, before, since we're talking about events, uh, Richard Felix is coming over here at the end of August, and we are doing a uh, lighthouse investigation well, it's more than lighthouses. It's lighthouses, forts, and lobsters. So basically, we'll be mm, doing lobsters. Yeah, we are, <laughs> we will be doing uh, three lighthouses. Uh, we will be doing the York Jail, uh, also uh, an observatory. Which is uh, there's only one of them on the east coast. It's like a giant lighthouse on, in the land, though. It's it's an observatory and it's uh, never been investigated before. And uh, also, we will having a uh, lobster fest along with this, and uh, it's a four-course meal and is entertainment as well. So this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of events coming up. I think everybody, if, if you're interested in going to any of these events, you should try to sign up now because they're they're going fast. I mean, they sell out really quick, right, Ron? They do. They, they're actually good. But I, I didn't mean to push the events, but I just want to tell them. them. <laughs> but, um yeah, so, I mean, that, that's all kind of cool stuff. But lighthouses, the funny you say that is that we are actually, uh, Jeremy and myself are, are uh, in the talking phase anyways about uh, doing a book together on haunted lighthouses. Really? So, yeah, which would mean we'd be going to more lighthouses, perhaps in Rhode Island. Yeah. So Coincidence? Like, I think not. I, I just, listen, and, and just to let the listeners know, there's not a lot, I mean, I work closely with you, but a lot of the events that you plan, I don't really know about them for the last minute. So I had no prior knowledge of any of this. Right. So, I mean, if anybody wants to know about our events, then go to anyghostproject.com and go onto our website and the, the calendar page. I mean, we're also going to Gettysburg, too, which is we're doing some ghost hunts there. Yeah, uh, the, That's going to be such a bl- I've never been to Gettysburg, so I'm awesome. excited about that. Uh, Maureen and I uh, went down to Ghost World, and uh, we worked with uh, Mark Nesbeth, who is, You've seen him a dozen times on, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Travel Channel, History Channel. He is Mr. Gettysburg. He's wrote the Ghost of Gettysburg. He has Ghost uh, of Gettysburg haunted tours. And, uh, he knows own, everything. Yeah, he's excellent. And he's a great guy to work with. And, oh, and we'll yeah. be doing, uh, once again, we'll be doing this with Richard Felix. So Richard, myself, and Maureen, and uh, Mark Nesmith, and the, the rest, whoever else is going with us, uh, we'll be investigating... Um, couple places down there. One will be Mark Nesbitt's headquarters, which is haunted. I, I actually investigated that before. And also the Daniel Lady Farm, which is uh, on one of the podcasts on iTunes. Uh, yes. Actually. That I'm excited about going to. There's so much activity there, Ron. I'm, I'm just so excited. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, it, those are all that's coming up. Anyways, um, I guess uh, anything you want to add? Because I know we're just about out of time. No, it's been great. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, we will have uh, your friend on the show who won't be, uh, what is it called? 
It's called the Oracle Chamber. It's um, a mystical shop in Salem, and we were hoping to get her on tonight, but she was unable to be with us. Hi, Terry, if you're listening. So maybe sometime soon. Right, and uh, she's a witch? Yes, she is. Right. Is she like a real witch or like one of those she's, people who call themselves witch? She's been around for years. She's a very good friend of Laurie Cabot. She's She's been around for, God, 30 years in Salem, 40 maybe. Wow, she's, she's that from, old, huh? She's from the area, yeah. She grew up in the area, so. Huh. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, Tracy, uh, we want to... Wanna... Stacy, my goodness. What's that? It's Stacy. You just called me Tracy. My God. Well, you know what? I, I can't help it. Uh, as I always mention, I'm a dumb psychic, so that I know <laughs> that either two things, one, you were Tracy in your past life, or, or you had a twin that died in birth and you never knew about <laughs> oh it, God. and her name was supposed to be Tracy. Jeez, that's a two-minute bell. That's a shame. <laughs> oh, God. It could happen. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm going to just sit here and wait and say goodnight to all the viewers. Thank you. We have two minutes. Don't go running away yet. Oh, okay. I won't. Well, I mean, <laughs> you do believe in reincarnation. Absolutely, I do. So you could have been I've a, had a past, well, that's another show, but I've, I've had a past life regression. I'll tell you all about that some other time. You did? I did. So, I mean, it, one of those past lives, you could have been Tracy, for all I know. Not, not to my knowledge, because I was given some did, names. Wait a minute. Did I ask you if you were? I just said you could have been. Oh, you're so difficult. Uh, and also, uh, I, I still stick with my theory that you were probably twins when you were born and uh, Tracy died. Probably. You know, I mean, that's could very... Your son gave me permission to hit you tonight, just so you know. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. So anyways, I, I did not do that. <laughs> but it was in the chat room. I did not call some guy a lesbian. Uh, so moving right along. Oh, my goodness. Where did they come up with this stuff? I, listen, I, 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 I cannot speak for you, nor will I. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, but anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live. It's been a great night. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to thank uh, Stacy slash Tracy uh, <laughs> for helping me out here for this long night. Because Maureen, who will be back next week. Uh, we miss in. you, Maureen. Yeah. Love you. I'm sure we do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but anyway, oh, what, one thing I forgot to remember, Don, is that uh, look. Keep uh, you know, keep your eye out because we have some new stuff that's coming up. I know I've said this before, but it takes change takes forever. We have a new website that's going on, TojiNet. We'll have uh, the list of the guests on board. You'll be like related material and all kinds of cool stuff that's going to be happening. We're going to have new segments on the show, but uh, you know, change takes time. Trust me. <laughs> it takes time. Well, good night, everyone. Where are you going? Well, it's thirty seconds, right? That was 30 seconds ago. Oh, okay. Are we off? <laughs> oh, my God. You're you're bad at this. <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom or something? No. No. The dog got to go out? No. Oh, okay. We have a dog door. Does Mark need some love or something? I don't know. Who's Mark? His name Marco. Marco. Marco Polo. My God. Yeah, Mark. Marco. Help. You know, the Tracy Stacy. Help. Help. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So, anyways, I, I've been, been uh, told that I did call a guy a lesbian at the end at Washington Square. So, thank you for that information, Leslie. I really appreciate you pointing out the errors of my way. <laughs> so, once again, good night, everyone, and God bless. Good night, God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things 
Bump. 